I'm so glad that I'm able to come into your home today to deliver the word of the Lord and wherever you may be listening from. The title of my message today is Paul's Testimony, a life fully surrendered to Christ. And I specifically want to talk to you from the book of Philippians. Just a little background to Philippians. Philippians was a prison epistle written by Paul from a prison cell. He writes this letter and he gives it to Epaphroditus, who delivers this letter to the church in Philippi. This letter is a very personal letter. Paul writes about his personal tribulations and his personal spiritual ambitions. In chapter 3 of Philippians, we discover Paul's testimony. And I want to read it to you, and I want you to pay attention to it, because there's such a lot of wealth and so much depth in this chapter. Philippians chapter 3, and we read from verse, verse 3. Philippians chapter 3, from verse 3. For we are the circumcision, who worship God in the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so circumcised the eighth day now listen to his testimony of the stock of israel of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of the hebrews concerning the law a pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church concerning the righteousness which is in the law blameless he's referring here to his former life his life before giving his heart to jesus on the damascus road and now in verse 7, he writes, But what things were gain to me? But what things were gain to me? These I have counted loss for Christ. If you listen to Paul's testimony and his resume, his CV from his former life, it astounds us as he describes who he was, an astute man, a man with much knowledge and intellect, a zealous man, a Pharisee, a wise man, yet all of those things and everything that he achieved in life, he says, I counted loss. At one stage in my life, it was gain to me, but now I counted loss for the sake of Christ. Yet indeed, he says in verse 8, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. To him, Christ was excellent. To him, Christ was the best. In this world, in this life, pictures are painted to us about what is great, what is the best things to seek after, to go after, advertisements that we watch, depict pictures of of beautiful homes of beautiful mountains of beautiful rivers and ravines of beautiful uh, you know uh, places that we can we can travel to uh, pictures of of great meals and restaurants that encourages us and entices us to to go and support these restaurants in order to enjoy it and life begins to paint these pictures to us about what is excellent and what is there that we need to follow and go after. But your Paul, 
describes Christ in a way that all of those things I describe, described fails in comparison to who Paul now was and what he had in Christ Jesus. For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as a rubbish that I may gain Christ. Hallelujah. I count them as a rubbish that I may gain Christ. I want us to skip down to verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. For Paul, looking back was not an option. For Paul, going back to his former life was not an option. He says, I've not obtained perfection yet, but I'm prepared to go forward. I started with Christ and I'm prepared to finish with Christ. There's no looking back for me. I will press on. No matter what life throws at me, I will press on. No matter what comes my way, I will press on. Because Christ, Christ, Christ is my sufficiency. Christ is my everything. Paul describes to us that nothing in this life compares to Christ and what he had in Christ Jesus. What an example for you and I. A verse that I love is Philippians 1, 21. In this verse, Paul writes, For to me, to love is Christ, and to die is gain. For many people, life is about other things. And it is true, there are various expressions of life. There's family life, there's sports life, there's work life, there's business life, etc., etc., etc. But all of this in and of itself is not life. Did you hear what I said? All of that in and of itself is not life. You see, because there is no life outside of Christ. There's no living outside of Christ. Outside of Christ, life is meaningless. Outside of Christ, life is a chasing after nothingness, a chasing after the wind. At the end of the day, at the end of one's life, if all that we lived for was a chasing after money, a chasing after gold, a chasing after a ball, a chasing after people, a chasing after boys, a chasing after girls, a chasing after women, a chasing after men. If that was the ambition of our life, and at the end of our life, that's all we can show for ourselves. Life was a waste. Instead of it being a gift that God wants us to express the reality is that real life is only found in jesus christ can somebody say amen for to me to live is christ and to die is gain 
whether in life or whether in death. Paul understood that Christ was his everything. He understood that in this life, he would live fully for Christ. He expressed this in the way he lived. Prepared to suffer for Christ. Not willing to trade Christ for anything in this world. Listen to what he writes in Romans chapter 8. He writes the following from verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? What then shall we say to these things? To these trials, to these difficulties, through these, to these persecutions. What then shall we say to these things? Here Paul gives the answer. He says, if God is for us, who can be against us? Paul had such a revelation that God was for him, that he could say, what can be against us? Who can be against us if God is for us? This was his reality. And then he writes, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? There it is again. Paul's life was so given to Christ. It was all about Christ for Paul. And in this is giving us the key. That when we have a revelation of Christ. And we strive to be like Christ. To become like Christ. We'd also be able to say. Like Paul who said. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You see, Paul was deeply rooted in the love of Christ because of the revelation that he had of Christ and him crucified. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. For we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key that Paul is giving you, the key that Paul is giving me to life is Christ. Listen to how he concludes this text in Romans 8. No height, no depth, no any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to stability is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
The key to making it is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to endurance is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to not succumbing to pressure is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to not having a nervous breakdown is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to not imploding is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The key to success is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul's life was so rooted in Christ that he could boldly say, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He went through many, many tribulations. He went through many trials. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten. Yet, all of those things that he endured couldn't separate him from the love of Christ, the love of God in Christ Jesus. His life was totally surrendered to Christ. Dear friend, this is the key. If you understand Jesus Christ and the price that he paid for you, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit will give you the ability to stand strong in life, no matter what life throws at you. It's all about Christ. It's all about Christ's life. It's all about Christ's death, Christ's suffering. It's all about Christ's resurrection. It's all about Christ the King. It's all about Christ coming back again. Hallelujah. I'm ministering to you like this this morning. Why? I'm doing this because we're living in a time that people, people are finding very difficult. People don't know which way to turn. The pressure is on. Pressure is mounting. Besides the pandemic that is around, people are facing other things. People are facing other difficulties. A loss of a job. A loss of a loved one personal struggles, personal difficulties, and all these things are real for many people. And they don't know what to do. And they try to find refuge in all kinds of things. They try to find refuge in sexual promiscuity. They, find, they try to find refuge in, in sport. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but an over-excessive towards something besides Christ leads to a life of depression, a life of empty chasing. People are chasing after all kinds of things when they don't have Christ. They try to find refuge in alcohol. They try to find refuge in, in joining a gang. They try to find refuge in in drugs, they try to find refuge in things that does not truly satisfy. But when you have Christ, you have everything that you need to be sustained in life. Paul writes in Philippians 1 verse 19, he writes that Christ is his 
supply. He's thankful for the prayers of the believers. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer. That's one dimension. But even if people didn't pray for him, listen to what he writes in the following portion and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. See, Christ was supplied to him by the Spirit of God. And because Christ was supplied to him, he had everything that he needed. Remember, he was in prison. He could have been depressed. He could have given up on life. He could have just thrown in the towel. But yet in this condition, Paul had a joy unspeakable and full of glory he was in a prison cell a physical prison cell but spiritually he was free see nothing could bind him because spiritually he was free this is what i want to tell you today it doesn't matter what tries to bind you it doesn't matter what comes against you if you have christ you are free let that resonate within your heart today. If you have Christ, you are free. If you have Christ, you are more than a conqueror. If you have Christ, you have victory. It may not feel like it. But your friend, in Christ Jesus, we don't live by sight. We live by faith in Christ Jesus. And when you live, when you live from that perspective, You'll be able to stand and you'll be able to be strong in each and every circumstance. For me to live is Christ, Paul said. He said, I count everything as loss for the sake of gaining Christ. Hallelujah. I trust that you are being blessed by this message. I conclude with this. Again, let me remind you in conclusion. Paul had an amazing devotion. An amazing devotion toward Christ. To him, all of life was summed up in Christ. His goal was to gain him. May that be your goal. His goal was to know him. May that be your goal. His goal was to be found in him. May that be your goal. His goal was to attain the goal set in him. Engaged all of Paul's attention. The book of Philippians depicts a totalitarian life in Christ. May your life be totally surrendered to Christ. For you as a believer, continue to live in Christ Jesus. And for those while listening to this message today, if you don't know Christ, it is time to surrender your life to Christ. Know that everything else in life is temporal. You must die one day. You will die one day. And the reality is, if you die, where will you spend eternity? There's only two ways. The narrow way and the broad way. There's only two places of eternal destiny. It's heaven or it's hell. 
The way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. No man can come to the Father except through the Son. The way to life, the way to eternal life is through Jesus Christ. Dear friend, perhaps you're not living for God and you need forgiveness of your sin because you are a sinner born into sin. Your sin separates you from God. But through Jesus Christ, through the acceptance of his life, through the acceptance of his death, the price that he paid for you, he will forgive you of your sin. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. He gave it to you. He gave up his life. It is a, it is a gift that you need to receive. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. There's an opportunity for you right now. Right there where you are. I want you to say this prayer after me if you want to give your life to Christ. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I come to you today a sinner. I realize that life outside of you is no life at all. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to wash me in your blood. And I ask you to come into my life come into my heart take residence in me today I surrender my life to you and today I believe that I am saved that I am born again in Jesus name amen hallelujah if you pray that prayer I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has transformed your life and that now you are born again. And that you are new, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now what should you do? Now you should live for him. Now you should read your Bible. Now you should connect to other Christians. Now you should pray. And in that way you will grow in Christ Jesus. Keep on keeping on. And keep on serving the Lord. To every believer. Stay strong in the Lord. Continue to love for him. And know that real life is in Christ Jesus. He's your great reward. He's your treasure. For me to love is Christ and to die is gain. Absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Everything else compared to Christ is rubbish. It's dung. It's loss. Christ is my everything. Christ is my all. Continue to stand firm in Christ. God bless you. Amen.